But what I was preaching today is that, that we need the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're moving into Pentecost. Uh, Pente- actually, we're in Pentecost. Uh, Pentecost starts the, the, the first week, or actually from Easter to, to Pentecost is 50 days. And Pentecost is, you guys know the story that, that Jesus was resurrected and, and he was in the, this earth and ministered to the disciples. But he told them the last 10 days, don't you leave. Don't you do anything until you're filled with the Spirit. And so that was Pentecost. Pentecost happened 50 days after Jesus' resurrection. And I'm going to read that for you today, but, but Acts 2, 4 uh, one through four is the day of Pentecost and what happened during Pentecost. And I'm going to give you a chance to get there, but all of us need Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. All of us need that. And, and, and we experience these moments that, that God is in the house today. Uh, God is in the house today. I thank the ladies that, that made the decoration in the foyer. And, and I believe that, that Pentecost is just as important. In other words, the Holy Spirit is just as important as the virgin birth, the birth of Jesus, Christmas that we celebrate. I believe that, that the resurrection, the cross, the, and, and Easter that we just celebrated, it is important as well. And it, it's something we need to celebrate. It's something we need to think about. But Pentecost is just as important and when these ladies called me and, and Aim called me, my daughter Amy, and said, Dad, I want to make this out in the foyer. And she described it to me. My flesh was like, we've never done that before. Uh, uh, that's different. But the more I thought about it is we need to recognize, and, and I was already moving into a series on Pentecost, but we need to recognize the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I'm not saying that the virgin birth wasn't important. I'm not saying that the cross wasn't important. They were most definitely important. But so was Pentecost. So was the giving of the Holy Spirit. Because the result of the Holy Spirit, that first day of Pentecost, there was such a move of God that 3,000 were saved. And that was the church. Pentecost is the birthday of the church. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Lord moving mightily in our lives. But as I was sitting here thinking today and I was looking out in the foyer there, uh, I thought to myself, you know, when they called me to put it up, I thought we'd put it here. And then I thought, you know, we could put it there, here, wherever. But, but when I got here the, that, this morning or that day and saw they put it in the foyer, the first thought that came through my mind was they put it right smack in the middle of everything. And the Lord told me that's what the Holy Spirit needs to be. The Holy Spirit needs to be right smack in the middle of everything. And I think that's where the Lord wanted that to be placed. And I began to, and I turned the fans on this morning in the foyer, and and I began to see that movement and the fire moving and the doves moving and the, the wind moving them. It's a reminder of the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave us us so that we could experience what we've experienced in worship already today. The miracles, I'm going to share some things that the that, that new perspective is what I'm calling the sermon title today. But, but perspectives that's happened in my life just in the last two weeks, there were demonstrations of the Holy Spirit alive and well. So I thank the Lord that they did this. It's huge 
what happened in the, the, the foyer. And it's a display that reminds us of an outward sign of an inward work that can take place in every one of our lives. And we need the Holy Spirit. But again, as I was looking out there at that this morning, and I was seeing that moving, and I began to look across the crowd. And I thought, you can look out there now. It's moving. And it's blowing. And the Spirit's here. And somebody comes up and they said, you know, I just hope the little kids don't grab it and bother it. And I said, I hope they do. Because that's what's wrong with us. The Spirit is moving here today. The Spirit is in here. The Spirit is all over me right now. Why? Because I got into it. I got a hold of it. And the Spirit's moving across us today. Guys, tomorrow morning when you get out of the bed, the Holy Spirit's moving across this world. When you're at work, when you're at play, wherever you are, that Holy Spirit is moving across the world. And it's begging you to grab a hold and receive. That's what Jesus gave us at Pentecost was the Holy Spirit. And so, anyway, we're going to read the scripture here. It said, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together. And I want to get this in unity. That's why I hammer unity so hard. We've got to be in unity with God first. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and everything else is going to work out. Unity with God first. But we need unity with each other. I love it when babies watch me. I said there, I was wanting, he turned around right and I said that and made me look bad. Thank you. No. <laughs> but, but babies get into the service sometimes more than you do. No offense intended. But I tell you that, that, that I can't remember what I was talking about. The unity of the believer is so important as well. Because as we move out in the spirit and God's doing great things, I, I just had a, a class and, and to be honest with you, there's one couple there I hadn't met yet because they came in the week I was gone. Lord's doing things here. God's moving here. The Holy Spirit's moving. And we need to be in unity but with him first, but with each other. But as we continue to move out into things of God, the old devil will come in and he'll try to cause problems. And that unity is so important. And so the disciples were in unity with God. They were in unity with each other. And then they experienced a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Verse 2, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were, they were all, get that, all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And so, Father, we ask that your, Lord, your anointing's on the word. Father, we ask that today that we embrace your Holy Spirit as he ministers to each and every one of us today. But that we say, Father, I hear you. I hear that. And I receive that, Lord. And then we say, we love your name. Thank you, Lord. But as I was looking at this scripture and thinking about this scripture, you know, it again reminded me on how important Pentecost was and even to the point of as as I was loading some pictures which I got long-winded today of the 4th of July for the the class I was teaching and 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 that the spirit hit me when I was loading that 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 the Holy Spirit needs to be as important as the celebration of our freedom as the United States actually it needs to be more important and I'm not getting many amens today because when you trend on my freedom 
You know, when you tread on my thinking, us Americans get upset, so we buy, buy cups like this that says, don't tread on me. You know, we make stands like this, but do we defend, do we press into the Holy Spirit like we do the Lord? Do we press into the Holy Spirit like we do our nation? Do we press into the Holy Spirit like we do our family, our friends? The Holy Spirit is very important. Pentecost is very important. The church is very important. And, and we need to press into those things. We need to receive those things. Get this, guys. The Holy Spirit that was given that day. Let me just ask you this. How many of you want to know God and hear God? Come on, nobody does. We all do. What the Holy Spirit was, was God showing up that day. You know, the Holy Spirit is an all-encompassing divine presence that came into man. And I, I put in the notes, we're without excuse. Jesus prophesied. John the Baptist prophesied. John the Baptist said, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. In other words, God's presence in you is coming. Acts 2, 4, it arrived. Jesus himself says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. That's what happened that day. That's what's for us as a people of Christ. When Chip Peter preached his first sermon in Acts 2.38 and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit was moving in him and the people said, what must I do to be saved? And he said, repent, be water baptized and be filled with the Spirit. What? The presence of God. We need to do those three things. Pentecost is important today. We need to allow that presence of God. We all say, I just wished I could hear from God. You can. I just wish God would move in my life. He is. He wants to speak to you. He is speaking to you. Again, when you walk out and see that wind blowing that fire and those doves in that display, you remember always that God is moving around you. Pentecost is the early, vigorous blooming of our spiritual life. The Holy Spirit gives us great possibility while here on earth. We can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives us strength. In all things, we can press into the Lord and his Holy Spirit. His presence will minister to us. God is with us. So the new perspective, and the thing I want to get out here today, again, the title of the sermon is New Perspective. If you think, uh, stop running from him. That's why I'm beating around the bush on. Because if you're running from the Holy Spirit, you're running from God. Stop denying the Holy Spirit. Because if you deny the Holy Spirit, you're denying the presence of God. Stop fearing the Holy Spirit because it is the presence of God. We need to start pressing in even more and more into the Holy Spirit. Let us embrace the Holy Spirit today. I'm going to read to you again, Jesus gave us this gift. And I'm going to read to you now from John 14, 12 through 26. But it says, truly, are you guys here today? 
Let's stand for the word. Truly, got to get you moving today, you know, got to get you into things. But truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And even greater works than these will he do. This is Jesus speaking, because I'm going to be with the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he dwells with you and will be in you. Did you guys get that? I will not leave you as orphans. If you're feeling like an orphan today, you need to press into the Holy Spirit. I will not leave you as orphans. Where, what number am I at there? Help me out. 19? 18? I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live in you. You also live, also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in the, my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself in him. So again, Jesus, I love you. I'm going to manifest in you. I, I'm putting it all up there for you guys. Judas Iscariot said, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And he will come to him and make our home with him. And whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I've said to you. Guys, we're not alone. We're not alone. You may be seated today. I chuckled through the sermon there because I was laughing when I was watching little brother preach the other day. His arms go like mine do. Uh, I always hear it all the time, keep your arms to your side, and then I do that. And they said, that's, not, that's threatening when you do that. And they said, we'll do this, but, but Brian was all over the place too, and I was chuckling because we get that from one of them too. I don't know which one. The perspective. The Holy Spirit, the presence of God, was given to the believer to establish and build the kingdom of God. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things. Perspective. Jesus is counting on us. And when I say perspective, I want us to really think about these things. You guys realize, and I'm really going to rattle you today in saying this, did you realize that, that the biblically recorded events of Christ leading people to salvation was basically the disciples in John 20, 22? Think about that. He probably led the 120 people in the upper room to him. 
Uh, I'm sure he set captives free. The word says that. And, and probably a lot of them received him. I'm not taken away from that. What I'm trying to say is that, that, that many, many people will come to Christ because of you. Jesus' own word says, and then this is a perspective, the first thing he told the disciples after he led them to, to himself, he said, I am sending you. He was sending them into the world. He told them that all authority in heaven had been given to them. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Did you get that? Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the earth. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do these things. And greater works will he do because I've gone to be with the Father. I told you the before to tell you the after. The first time that Peter preached after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, 3,000 men were saved. Did you guys think, get to think about that? 3,000 people were saved. Then the next time Peter preached, 5,000 people were saved. That scripture that Jesus said that you will do more in my name because I'm going to be with the Father was already coming to life. And then you go on and read through the scripture. The scripture gets to say to the point where, guys, God was moving so much across the body, somebody was getting saved every day. That's what Jesus was talking about. When we go to him and we are saved, baptized with water and filled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to be like a magnet and we're going to draw people into Christ. And Christ said, you're going to be able to do more than I did because I went to be with the Father. Again, not taken away from him because we do all things through Christ. Jesus, who gives us strength. But he's called you and he's called us to go and tell these people about Christ. New perspective. New perspective. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say at the moment when you need them. You just need to be in the presence of God, the upper room, if you will. When you take those times to be in the upper room, the Holy Spirit will guide and direct you and give you the words to say that so you can minister to people. When I was on the trip, uh, before I went, I got asked to preach. And I told him, no, I was going on vacation. I really wanted to keep my mind clear. And so anyway, uh, I, I told him no. And, and that's hard for me to do because I was taught in Bible college, you get asked to preach, you preach. Well, it gets to the point where you can't do everything. But anyway, I told him no. And, and guys, I'll be straight with you. It was Kevin Reich. And Kevin loves our Super Wednesday service here. And he's, he's been here several times. Well, he wanted me to be the one that kicked it off. For, he was going to start doing that in his church. And he asked me to be the first one. And I just said, Kevin, I'm sorry. And once he understood, he was good with it. Well, he immediately asked another gentleman that was a really good speaker. And he said yes. And, and, and everything worked out. We was all happy. Well, that guy called him and said, something come up, I can't come. And this was on like the Tuesday before, I think. It was on Wednesday. 
And so anyway, uh, Kevin called another person and, and they said, yeah, I, I can do that for you. But Kevin's goal is he wanted somebody outside to come in and give a good word. And, and anyway, he asked this other person and, and, and something happened with them and they had some problems and they called and I think Kevin was told at noon on Wednesday that they couldn't be there. Well, I'd heard that and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. If we're always listening, and again, I'm not lifting me up, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, call him and tell him you will preach. And he goes, the title of the sermon is Victory Wednesdays. And it was clear. And that's all I got. And so about 45 minutes to an hour before church started, I'm driving, or Karen's driving, and I'm making notes on what the Lord wants to say. And anyway, we get there, and, and guys, I wouldn't, I was more, I'm more nervous today than I was that Wednesday night. The Lord gave me the peace because the Holy Spirit will give us the words to say when we have those upper room experiences. The upper room experiences are when you go to church or when you go to your, your Bible studies or your care groups or your personal Bible times in the mornings. And I'm not saying you don't need to prepare for sermons, you do. But when the Lord tells you to go, you go, you're instant in season and out of season. And we went out there and man, it was a, a, a one of the funnest times I've ever preached. And at the very end of the service, a young couple had come up and gave their life to the Lord. A young adult couple with a baby came up and gave their lives to the Lord. And give the Lord praise, yes. I just figured they went to church there the way they were responding. And Kevin said he had not seen the guy until that night. The Lord had an appointed time and an appointed work. And just like that, Spirit's moving all the time that when we step into it, we're going to experience the miraculous things of the Lord. And it's nothing I did. All I did was be obedient. And, and the same thing can happen for each and, and does happen for each and every one of us. I think our worship team hears from the Lord. I think that, that they flow in the Spirit. Uh, really, these services flow in the Spirit. We don't get together ahead of the time and, and tell each other what to do. We just flow in the Spirit together. The Holy Spirit will also teach us when we do right and wrong. Uh, when we were down there, and again, I don't, I don't say this to, to, to upset or, or to make light of things. It's funny a little bit, but the Holy Spirit wants to be in the littlest things. But me and Karen were, went back to our resort, and, and, and I'd been at the pool, and Karen had picked me up, and, and, and the room key wasn't working. And anyway, uh, we'd had trouble with the dishwasher. Uh, we'd had trouble with something else, but there was four or five things, and and that wasn't no big deal because they fixed them. Everything was going good, you know, great. But but Karen made the comment, would you go talk to them because they got short with me the last time? Well, that fired me up because that's my wife and Karen wouldn't hurt a flea. You know, if, she, if you knew my wife, uh, she wouldn't hurt a flea. And, and I think she gets herself in trouble because she's too nice sometimes. Because look at Joshua over there. That's a result of her niceness. No, I'm kidding. That's my son, and I love him. I'm well pleased. 
I told him I wasn't going to pick on him today, but I did. How's your turkey hunt today? <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, so I was fired up. And I go down there, and I even took pictures. And I go down there, and I was going to set her straight. But the whole time, the Holy Spirit said, Christ-like. Christ-like. You can say anything you want to say. It's how you say it. Christ-like. And I thought, nope, I'm on vacation. It don't matter what I say. ha <laughs> I can be mean and ugly. You know what? It's COVID. I just pull my mask up and they can't tell who I am. And the Lord's like, no, no, no. You need to be Christian even when you got the mask on. That's what really kills me. You know, we watch these old bank robber shows. And, and, and anyway, the, they never can't tell who the bank robber is. When I got the mask on, everybody knows who I am. It just, it just blows my mind. Hey, can't how you doing? So back in the day, I'd always, anyhow, that's another story. I'm chasing rabbits. But, but I get in there, and, and I honored the Lord, and, and of course, the manager came out, and, and, but she could, say that I, she could see that I was being blunt, but I was honoring her. Anyway, she said, sir, that's your key. Uh, I checked it. That's your room, and, and it's not on us. Well, my temperature gauge went up. I said, Lord, I'm doing, I've been nice here, and, and she's arguing and you don't argue with a customer customer's always right it's what the way he's told me preacher's always right too you know that <laughs> but but my so i grab out my camera and i go see that's our room number see i looked at it we're at the wrong condo <laughs> they all look alike they're all the same and we got to talking, and I guess we drove by the one we were staying at, and we were at the wrong condo. The Holy Spirit looks out for us. And again, uh, I wasn't having the upper room experiences. I hadn't been to church, you know, that week, and, and, and I'd preached, you know, but I'd been doing my Bible study. But the Holy Spirit, if we're listening, he's speaking to us all the time. I could have made a complete fool out of myself. I said, yeah, you're right. Karen must have got the wrong room. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I'm kidding. Actually, I did do that. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, I didn't, I didn't make a scene. And the Holy Spirit protected me. But guys, if you don't know the truth, I, I made a blunder Friday night. Because I got overrun and the stress of the day and, and everything. And, and then I just got overtaken by this thought. And it worked me up. And I made the call, and the Holy Spirit said, you can't be right. You can't be right. You're wrong. And I texted the person. I said, don't do anything yet. Let me do some thinking. And I was wrong. I would have made a big blunder financially if I had stuck to my guns. You see, the Holy Spirit wants to be in all part of our life. He wants to be with us on vacation he wants to be when, with us when we're making financial decisions. He wants to be with us, but we got to be big enough to listen to him and, and say, Lord, I hear you, and get into his presence. Because, guys, I, I promise you, he's speaking to you all the time. I promise you that. It's just where we're listening or not. The Holy Spirit, God's presence, gives us new perspective on our dreams and visions. Brother Brian talked about that, and, and I felt that. Uh, that night, I was into the service just like you guys were. 
because my dreams had been shaken. And, and because of this, this north, south, east, and west thing, I think it freaks you guys out sometimes. And I think it freaks me out sometimes, but, but it's a big deal and I can't do it alone. We, we got to do it together, but we can't do it alone. We got to do it with the Lord. And, and I was praying about this. Lord, is, is this vision, is that where, uh, where to be? Is, Lord, is this vision, is, that, Lord, do you, do you even want me at Oakton? Lord, is this where you want me to be? And, and I was praying and I was wading through this. And to be honest with you, one of you guys were on my heart that day, strong. And I was praying for you and you were here that night. And, and, and I was praying for that and simultaneously with this other. And we were battling and it had been misting in Branson there. And I was out on the deck. I went out on the deck each night to listen and pray with you guys. And, and, and just had watching on the computer here. And, and, and about then, the lightning flashed. And there was no lightning. And right when I had prayed all that and said all that, lightning flashed and continued to flash. And thunder rolled. I'm not kidding, guys. It seemed like two minutes. I don't think I've ever heard thunder roll as long as it did there and the Lord's saying you're right where you need to be and he goes I'm dealing with that person right now and that's when I'm texting Brian who's at the altar who's at the altar you know and of course he never responded to me but the Lord was reassuring me he was reassuring me that I will remind you of the dreams and visions the things that I've called you to I will be with you and so he refreshed me in that. And, and the neat thing about that is that, that he confirmed it over and over. Bailey Ray gave me this in Branson when I picked Karen up. And I thought, how did Bailey Ray even know what I was talking about on that? She's just a kid. And then she sent me a note and, and inside put the vision down clearer than I have it in the little note. And I'll cherish this for the rest of my life. Because the Holy Spirit used her. She got in the presence of the Lord to, to, to encourage her pastor. And then the first store, and I'm not a store guy, the first store we went into, they had this. And that, that really blessed me. And the Lord just day after day just confirmed in me what he's called me to do. And what he's called us to do. And guys, I didn't say this to you, but I made the, the point earlier but the service I preached at Kevin's church, the couple that were saved were Spanish. And the Lord spoke to me that night. I've called you to the Spanish church. I've called Oakton to the Spanish people. Not me, you, all of us. And anyway, uh, last Sunday I, I got back and I went to hear Hambar preach. And it popped up on my iPhone on one of the news outlets said Biden finally admits there's trouble on the border. And, and we always want to get into politics, and it's almost as immediately when I saw that, the Lord, I think it was the Lord spoke to me and said, you'll have more people to minister to because of his border policies. Have we ever thought about that? We're always complaining about politics, but, but were we thinking about ministry? Are we thinking about the things of God? I went down Friday and served. Uh, Olga's has it. They go to an English class. And Pastor Inbar invites them all over to the church in Carthage. And I went down and served lunch to them uh, Friday afternoon. And we had a time. 
But God kept re- just, again, confirming this vision over and over. When I got back here, one of the pastors came up to me and, and believes God called them to work at Golden City. And again, we're opening it, hopefully July the 4th, or we will. But we need a facilitator. They'll be watching this service at 10 o'clock. Confirmation, been praying for that for a year. Another pastor come up to me and the Lord put it on his heart that, that I know God's called you to do certain things and the Lord told me to tell you to use me however you desire. That's coming from my pastors. And, and the Lord just kept, I didn't tell him all these things that was going on. And the Lord just kept confirming and confirming and confirming. But we have dreams and visions. You have dreams and visions pressed into the Lord. Another perspective the Holy Spirit said is, is God's timing is not our timing. And, and, and that's the other thing that's blown up the last few days. And I don't know the slide number, but, but I've got a picture of a group of us meeting about Drury College, Drury College back in 2016. That I believe God's wanting us to hold college classes at Oakton. And anyway, we had a big group come out. We met with Drury. And man, I thought it was going to happen that week. And it just dropped. It just didn't happen. And, and anyway, it's always kind of bugged me. Well, out of the blue, they called me and landed about a month ago. And as of August, it's a go. We're going to offer desktop applications, a three-hour credit on Monday nights from 6.40 to 8. And when that's done... The next go-around is going to be Foundation of Organizational Leadership, but it talks about all types of leadership, but also nonprofit, a three-hour credit class from 6.40 to, uh, or 6 o'clock to 8.40 here at the church. And, and I'm pumped about that. When I get back, or actually yesterday I get an email, hey, we're wanting to do another class. And the Lord has put this on our heart because of so many things, but... But guys, the, the benefit I'm wanting to get in the end or we're wanting to get in the end is first off, we're getting people in the church that's outside the church. Like the lady I was talking about at the quick trip. We're getting people in here to where they, hey, it's okay to go to a church. Man, they're having Bible or their college classes there. The other thing it does is gives the staff opportunity to maybe take some, I think staff could take every one of them classes. But the other thing that I want to see from this, and I think it'd be huge, is they, they have practicums and things that you go to college, you have to go internship somewhere. You have to go do something somewhere. And my goal, and they've not agreed 100%, but I think they're going to, is that our mission trips to Liberia are a, 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 a thing they can do internship-wise. That our mission trips to Albania can be an internship. That, that youth pastor worship uh, uh, all these different things internship-wise, they could check off as a practicum, and that would be their credit. And, and to be honest with you, we wouldn't have to pay them. They would be paying Drury to go to the class to get credit that they have to have. And, and so I guess I'm excited. You're not too excited, it doesn't look like. But you're so excited you just can't move. Is that it? I kind of felt like, Brian, there's sometimes when I get done preaching, and, 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 and I'll, uh, one night he goes, is that it? Two people responded after I preached my guts out. And of course, the altar's crunched then. But we're so worried about what everybody thinks. Man, if I go to the altar, somebody's going to think something about me. 
If I say hallelujah, they're going to think, oh gosh, should I, do I agree with Pastor Ken? Or do they, I want them to know I agree with Pastor Ken or not. You know, it just gets me. Anyhow, I'm excited. Maybe that. Yeah, yeah. So, perspective. The Holy Spirit desires to deliver us. And we were dealing with a family and praying for a family that a member was not doing very well. And, 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 and we still need to pray for them. But it didn't look good. And I texted them the next morning. And their words were, to be honest, Pastor, I believe we saw a miracle. He is night and day from yesterday, almost going to heaven yesterday. And they go into different things that happened, and I knew those things that happened to where he's off the oxygen, he's off the ventilator, and he's doing much better. And and the Lord wants to heal us. The Lord wants to deliver us. Uh, We need to be praying for Donald McKibben, Joe and Jean Bartlett, um, Mary um, uh, Costley, Bryce Brummett's dad, but lots of people I can mention. But, but there's people in here today that need healing in, in, in their attitude or healing in, in depression or healing in whatever, and the Holy Spirit wants to help you through that. Another perspective is you're not alone. We're not alone. I, don't, I won't leave you as orphans, Jesus said. I will come to you. And, 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 and guys, you realize an orphan is a person who is without a father? You're not without a father. That's what Jesus was saying. You not only have a father, he's saying he's not dead, he's alive, and he's living on the inside. Kind of sounds like a song, doesn't it? You know him, he dwells within you. He will be in you, he will be with you. That's that Holy Spirit. We're not alone today. This whole world can be against you. And you can stand strong and you can roar like a lion because you got God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in and with you. Got to remember that perspective. There's another great myth going around that we need to have perspective on. And I believe he's put it on the church. And it goes along with what I'm saying here. But on the last point is that, that we don't need the Holy Spirit to be in God's presence. And, and we depend on man. And that concerns me that, that I've heard some good speakers last week, Pastor Wilkerson, uh, my little brother, uh, Ferdick, Renner, Myers, uh, Hohensheen, I can't even say his name, but I've heard tremendous speakers last week that if we put our confidence in them and just try to live life like they do, it's not going to cut it. Because even Brian, he comes in and he goes, I can't believe how much your church is like mine. You got areas that I can help you excel in, but I've got things I can learn from you. And we try to become like the preacher or the man when we need to become like Jesus and be led by the Holy Spirit. And, and it's a bad thing that we think that we got to trust man. Now, again, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. I'm not saying it's wrong. To listen to them, I'm saying it's wrong to make them a priority over what Jesus is calling you to do and be. In other words, we need to go to Jesus first. So in closing today, if the praise team wants to come forward, many of you this last few weeks, man, we've heard, like I said, dozens of speakers. We've been to 
women of joy. We've been to the conference Brian taught here at the church. We had the Stronger Men's Conference here at the church. Man, God has spoke again by his Holy Spirit through man to us. And we've received from the Holy Spirit. And many, many, many of us have been renewed. But, but the key to continue on is Pentecost. And that's the Holy Spirit. The key to continuing on is to be filled with the Holy Spirit and renewed daily. And you say, well, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4, the disciples continually were renewing their self in the Holy Spirit. But I add the other part in there. The result of the Holy Spirit was the church. Man, do you get that? The church. Man, it was, that's the day the church was birthed. And the Lord is telling us we need the church. We need each other. So the power for our success was given at Pentecost, and it was the Holy Spirit. The disciples were powerless until they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And we will be powerless until we are filled and operating in the Holy Spirit. 